Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Pemberley Podcast. Let's jump into our book club time, Ooh. where we talk about books that we've been reading or have read that we really want to share with all of you. Yeah. So, Jillian, what have you read that you want to share with us today? So, today I'll be sharing a book that I actually read a long time ago, but it is one of my favorite books, and it's called The Hating Game by Sally Thorne, and it is one of my favorite romance novels ever. How to put, because it's a pretty simple enemies to lovers workplace Hmm. romance basically like her name is Lucy his name is Josh and they work they are each the respective executive assistants for the co-CEOs of a publishing company oh and they hate each other's guts <laughs> basically it is revealed one of them or someone else is going to be promoted to like a position just under the co-CEOs oh and they both want the job yeah and so they both gun for it they're very different people Josh is very sort of Darcy-esque he's very taciturn and grumpy and straight-laced and meticulous and she's sort of more artsy and friendly and happy-go-lucky like Pollyanna type. They basically end up uh, realizing that perhaps they don't hate each other after all. Hmm. I would say in terms of like wanting to devour this book and like falling in love with the characters, it is on par with the kiss quotient Ah, in terms of like, oh my gosh, you dummies are in love and you don't know you're in love. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like if you enjoyed watching Set It Up, you would also enjoy reading this. Even though it's not like the same enemies yeah. to like romantic partners together. It's still like the office workplace kind of romance thing. Yes. And it also like happens outside the office too. But yeah. it's just, it's just a good book. Like it uses all the best parts of all the best tropes and it's just so good. Isn't this going to get made into a movie? It has been optioned recently. Okay. So hopefully they will not screw it up because <laughs> I will actually be, I think there's like a whole readership behind this book that will be like royally pissed off if it's mm. not good because oh, wow. it's a very good book. Very cool. So I'm currently reading An Absolutely Remarkable Thing by Hank Green and I'm really enjoying it so far. It is quite more sci-fi than I realized which I I am enjoying. Basically it's about this college grad April who has come across this giant sculpture that's floating in the air and she's named it Carl. And with her friend, they kind of go out into New York City at 3 a.m. and make this video of like her kind of interviewing this giant structure and post it online, her friend posted online, and overnight it's like this hit viral sensation because not only is there this Carl in New York City, it's popped up in cities across the world. So it's like people who are just curious about what is this, who have found this video and like have made it go viral. And suddenly, you know, she's like someone who didn't really care about anything about the internet or social media. And now she's like fully into it while also trying to figure out like, is this an alien? So it's like all this complicated um, journey that she's on of discovering social media and discovering like, is this actually significant to me? And also like, also, are we in danger? (laughs) So it's been a really cool read so far. I'm really enjoying it and curious to see what's going to happen next. So yeah, you can check out those books, The Hating Game written by Sally Thorne and An Absolutely Remarkable Thing written by Hank Green. So let's jump into the Emma approved episodes now, starting with episode 21, 
Fine Tuning, written by Kate Rourke. Basically what's happened before this is in Emma and Harriet's own little convoluted way, they have sort of confirmed that Elton is interested in Harriet. And so I believe the last thing that Harriet or uh, Emma said to Harriet was, so this is where you thank him for the tickets and you reciprocate your feelings. Do you reciprocate his feelings? And she's like, yeah, no, I like him. I, uh, I definitely like him. You know, like this is, I think last we talked about, she was like, he's a good option. End of sentence, you know? Yeah. It's she, like the idea of being his girlfriend is very appealing and... She's gotten Harriet into that track of mind of like, so he's the perfect match for you. So you need to do everything exactly as I say to make sure to ensure that. Mm-hmm. And she's just making sure Elton's also on that right track, which she, to her mind, she like, he's definitely on that track. Yeah. Like they're both on the same train and they're going together and everything's going as planned in Emma's mind. And part of that is to have Harriet perform a song for Elton. That Emma wrote. That Emma wrote. Emma wrote a song and she's like, you've got five seconds to learn this. <laughs> you have to learn this song on the ukulele and you're going to sing it and perform it for him and he's going to love it and you're going to fall in love. This is how my plan works. So go. <laughs> and so before he gets there... They have a little powwow about talking about their future. Yeah, their future of like, Emma brings up like, soon you'll be looking at apartments in Sacramento. And that's when Harriet's like, oh, yeah, reality of this like dream scenario where I marry the senator. I have to move to Sacramento, I guess. Like The Bachelor, where you like, you Some, know? Sometimes the, yeah, when The Bachelor, for the, the women will up their lives and move to wherever he's from. Yeah. And sometimes it's the other way around. More than likely, it's always that the woman ups and yep. <laughs> upends her life and moves. Uh, it's whatever. Uh, everyone can make their own choice. But, I mean, in this case, like, the senator's work is yeah, in... He's very tied to Sacramento. Yeah, like, his work is there. <laughs> yeah. It's not one of those, like, you could be a fireman anywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could be an unemployed athlete anywhere. Yeah. Then Emma kind of has the conversation of, like, no one should be an assistant forever. And I was like, snaps, because she's not wrong. Well, the, well the, the thing is, Emma does say, like, I would never make you choose between a man and your career, but I'm making you choose this man. But you should choose... I think she's definitely like, you should choose this you man. You should choose the man over this career that's not really a career of you being my assistant. No one should be an assistant forever, especially not you. Someday soon, you're going to have an idea for your own company, and you're going to pitch it, build it, and run it. And I will simply be the lucky person who discovered your talents. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, what are Harriet's career goals? Like, I know she really admires Emma and what she does for, like, lifestyle excellence. Yeah, there's no real ladder here for her to grow into a bigger position. Emma will have to die. And then (laughs) she can be Emma, you know? It's like she goes from, she could go from assistant to coordinator to, like, manager. As an assistant right now, she's kind of doing a lot of everything i mean though she doesn't have a lot of responsibility of like planning these events it's still like emma's full vision Mm -hmm. and harriet just kind of like helping to execute little things so it could be a thing where she grows into that but for emma for that one year plan of getting harriet and elton to get married she doesn't see that you know she's like harriet's gonna get out of here within a year she's not gonna be my assistant anymore but she's gonna be happily married to a senator I do like, because Emma kind of has this conversation with Harriet where she's like, even though, like, you're more than my assistant, you're my friend. Yeah. And so even if I lose you as my assistant, you'll still have me as a friend, which is, I think, everything Harriet ever wanted. I think she really looks up to Emma. And, I mean, I do kind of like that Emma does think of everyone as her friend. You know, Annie is, was her client, but she was also her friend. Well, she was her friend first. That's true. And then, then she, she kind of client. tricked her into becoming a client, where it was like, I'll plan your wedding for you. and. Yeah. 
you know. So, but, I mean, she does like to just make friends and have friends, be friends with everyone. Yeah. So, this is her way of, like, putting little Emmas into the world (laughs) without actually, like, procreating. Yeah. But basically, Emma does a very brilliant thing, and uh, she wants to make sure the the senator sees Harriet playing this. So, like, he gets there, and she's like, oh, is our meeting time for now? I thought it was an hour from now. And he's like, oh, I had it now for now, but it's probably my mistake, because you and Harriet don't make mistakes, because he's a smart man. He is an idiot. (laughs) He is an idiot, but he's a smart idiot. (laughs) He would never be like, Emma, you made a mistake. He's like, no, no, no. It must have been my office. But basically, they're like, oh my gosh, Harriet was just like practicing her ukulele with the music stand and with a chair that's like facing her. Uh, Senator Elton, why don't you sit in that chair and why don't you listen to her play? And so Harriet plays it. And then they mention that Emma wrote the song. And so he's like, again, I'm incredibly flattered that you would write a song for me. Harriet's the one who can sing. And she did so beautifully. I fully support your admiration for her. She's very dear to me. Harriet is the one who played this song, but literally anyone could have played that song. Emma wrote the song. She made it happen. Mm. She's the one who's orchestrating this entire thing. And he sees that and he's like, oh, you wrote the song? And that's like, that's all he can think about. And then he asks Harriet to sing it again. But this time he wants to film her on his filmy watch. Oh, yeah, his fancy His fancy watch. watch. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, he loves it so much. He wants her to play it again so yeah. he can record it and watch it again and again and again and again and again. And he loves it. He's like, I'm so flattered. Oh, my gosh. It this could be, be my, my campaign yeah. song. I think he just, he should just, John Laney has a great joke about when he met Bill Clinton years ago. And he was like, Bill Clinton's campaign song was Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. An album written by and for people cheating on each other. It was very funny. So he's not doing Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. He wants to do the Harriet song. So then once the song finishes, kind of Harriet is excused. And it's almost like adult time. Let's talk between Emma and Elton. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk. (laughs) He's like very grateful for this song. And he's like kind of making a point to be like, yeah, Emma, I really enjoyed the song and like you wrote it and you know, I can kind of read between the lines that even though you're my matchmaker, I'm your client, there's something going on here because Emma says like, all right, like I'm ready to set you up on some dates. I have some great like women lined up for you. Like he has to hide the shock on his face. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, there's a moment where he's like, uh, we're actually pretending that this is a real thing. We're pretending that you have other women to set me up with because it's very obvious to him. He's like, no, 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 we're the best match for each other. So why don't we just stop pretending almost? He doesn't outright do that because there's still going around that dance of like, I think that you think that we're good together. And Emma's like, I think that you think that you and Harriet are good together. So they're both like still not communicating on the same level of like what they both understand. James has come to the conclusion of is the fact that because he's her client and they do still have a business relationship, she can't be upfront about her feelings for him. And so she's playing coy because it's the professional thing to do. And he's like, I can play professional too. And he's like, you know, I think you can set that aside. Really? I just don't think she's on your list. Besides, I was under the impression that you had already found someone for me. I was Which very clever. <laughs> is the the best thing Emma's heard all day. She's like, great. I was hoping you would say that. And they kind of end in this like, 
We did it. We both did it. We've admitted our feelings for each other. Like, he thinks, like, we've both admitted our feelings for each other. And she is like, great. He sees how great Harriet is. And, like, the song worked. So I don't have to set him up on these dates. On these fake these dates. women. And ugh, that I think, like, that is the most... I think that's, like, the biggest miscommunication that's happened yeah. so far is he, he basically says something to the effect of, oh, I understand that you're playing coy because you... This is still somewhat professional... Uh, so I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play your little game. Like he, he's doing this like wink thing, and she doesn't know what the wink thing is about. Yeah. She's just like, wow, there's something in the end of the senator's eye, metaphorically. <laughs> Which kind of just ends there, and then we go into episode 22, planning perfection, written by Margaret Dunlap. Emma is supposed to be planning this great office Christmas party. I bet she does great. Christmas oh, I'm parties. sure she plans everything to perfection. Knightley comes in and makes sure, like, hey, you know, it's like in two weeks or two days or something like that and she kind of burns nightly and being like do you think holiday parties are boring no then it's clearly not part of your job to worry about them now shoo just so burn. mean <laughs> she's just I thought like it was a sick burn. get out of here nightly you don't deal with boring stuff but she has already planned yeah and she yells out to harriet because she's freaking out because james elton has tweeted out harriet's video of her singing the song which is big news he's sharing her gift with the world the actual tweet i have the tweet pulled up here by james elton he had said i'm really loving this song by at the harriet smith and at emma approved Mm. and just a link to the video he gives both ladies credit like i think what's so confusing about this is he's still like trying to give attention to both of them he really only wants to give attention to emma but because he's in this sort of professional triangle he's like still got to be nice to harriet and Mm -hmm. he's just like as soon as this is over and we can start our real relationship then i can finally have some alone time with emma and i can like forget harriet exists I guess I got the reminder in this episode that Elton is going to be flying in for this Christmas party. So he is flying in between Sacramento and presumably Los Angeles Mm -hmm. to get this consulting in person. This consulting could easily be happening, you know, over Skype, over Domino, whatever. And he's choosing to fly in. Like He's an elected official. (laughs) Yeah, every week. Like, wait, are these tax dollars going toward these flights? Your tax dollars are going towards a long-distance relationship that doesn't even exist. Yeah. (laughs) That California citizen. I know. That's who you voted for. That's who you voted for. That's why it's really important to vote in this election. So you don't get guys who use your tax dollars to win women who don't want to date him. (laughs) Moving right along. Harriet's a little bit sick and Emma's essentially bullying her out of being sick. Yeah. Because she needs to look her very best for the Christmas party. Which Elton will be there for. I kind of forget, but isn't this where all of this kind of comes to a head? Yeah. I like, yeah, genuinely don't remember. Um, And then Annie walks in after (laughs) Emma's like, Harriet, don't be sick. And she's like, yes, ma'am. I'm going to make tea. And then Annie walks in and guess what? She knows. She knows about the scheme Emma pulled in order to make sure that Annie and Ryan Weston got married because she talked, as I kind of thought, and I guess I forgot, that Annie talked to Frank Churchill and was like, thank you for that Shatara for the the pasta maker. And he was like, I got your earrings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what the, and so just as I suspected would be the case. She found out about all of this. She found out and was surprisingly cool about it. I'm sorry, Annie. I had to save your wedding. I did what I had to do. I know. 
I forgive you. She wasn't even a little bit mad. No. I would be, even though everything worked out, yeah. I would be mad. Yeah. Because Emma did a lot of shady stuff in order to make this wedding happen. And of course, it's a good thing that it happened. But... She really should have listened to her. Also, the the bit of new information that Annie's getting is that there was a real letter that Frank wrote, but she had written and sent a fake letter. So she never got the real letter. So she's like, wait, 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 the letter was fake too? Like, (laughs) what what was real about this? (laughs) That's like some information that I would be like freaking out about. I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. So give me the real letter, like right now. Like, what did you do? And it's weird because she's just like, Oh, Emma. Like, (laughs) up to her schemes again. And then, instead of apologizing profusely, which she should have done, Emma's like, glad you understand. Glad you see it my way. Right. Obviously, I was right because it all ended up correctly. Mm -hmm. P.S. Will you please make 150 goose tarts for the Christmas party in two days? Love, Emma. And, like, (sighs) here's what I don't like about this. Because when Knightley came in at the beginning and he's like, oh, yeah, who's doing the food? She's like, dessert. Annie. I thought Annie was just going to get 150 cupcakes from her husband's, like, she's like Mrs. Cupcake King or whatever. Yeah. And that's not the case. She's making goose tarts. I don't even, or no, gooseberry tarts. I don't even know what a gooseberry is. (laughs) But she's making them. 150 of them with two days notice. Rude. That's not realistic. And she shouldn't be (laughs) using Annie like that so often with like last minute desserts for her events and all of her parties and everything like that. And it's coming right after she was like found out for lying to her friends. Yeah, so, like, I did this thing, but you got married, right? You're both in love, right? Great. There's nothing to be worried about, nothing to be mad about, because everything turned out perfect as I planned. And Annie seems okay with it, which, like, that's, I guess that's just Annie's reaction to it. Maybe she came to terms with it. Because it sounds like it's been, like, a month since they've seen each other. Because the wedding happened, they went on a honeymoon, Annie went away with for relatives during Thanksgiving. So it's been a while since they've seen each other, and maybe Annie's just had all that time to like process through her anger and maybe be like you know what it's just emma like what am i gonna do like i'm not gonna like ruin a great relationship with my friend i'm just gonna accept what's happened and i think in annie's head it's like who am i to argue with these results you know like she did a lot of scheming but the right thing happened in the end yeah all right we shall see what comes next yeah and the next thing that we should see is the christmas party which in two days yeah is ideally when Elton and Harriet will finally become a couple because that's what Emma set out to do. She's like, they're going to be together by Christmas. That's what Knightley was like. You're insane for thinking that's a possible thing to happen, but we'll see what happens. So let's go to the comments then, jumping to the comments section where we read original YouTube comments from when these episodes first aired, starting with episode 21. Sky says, um, Harriet is not nearly acting up enough on the OMG, you think a state senator likes me? Are you sure, Emma? Me? Shakes fist and glee. I'd do that. If a friend were convincing me someone like Elton liked me. Then again, Harriet is usually self-aware of the camera. Emma, you are so oblivious. It's kind of a convoluted comment. Because Emma's gotten Harriet to a place to be a little more confident in herself, like, yeah, state senator can like you. Harriet's not as like, oh, he's liking me? Like, he, he tweeted oh, like about she's, me? like, she's losing some of her self-awareness because of Emma's confidence boosting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. she's normally self-aware enough to know that a guy... Because, like, I mean, 
we've talked about this, the whole, a guy like her, like a guy like him liking a girl like her. I think she very much started with that. Like, really? He doesn't go for girls like me. Right. And Emma was like, sure he does. And now she's like, well, anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Jay Johnson says, these episodes are getting painful to watch. It's so awkward to see Emma being so blind to Elton's true intentions. Yep. I literally wrote, you dummies, in our notes. <laughs> <laughs> Ophelia S. says, James is hot. Like, really, really hot. <laughs> I wanted to include this because there were, like, the last comment that we read is pretty much what most of the comments said. Like, ah, I can't believe she's blind. She's yeah. blind. She's blind. This is a nice mix in the... <laughs> I, I felt like this was a good reminder that, like, Emma should be going for him, but isn't. She Yeah, she doesn't see him in that way at all. She's just like, you're a client and you're perfect for Harriet. I see nothing else. And I want you. Episode 22. Busy Shore says, yay, so good to see Annie, a woman with real sense. And I'm so <laughs> relieved that the whole gift switching thing is finally addressed. That was, has been bothering me. Yeah, the fact that Annie Taylor called her out on it was really great on camera. It's not something that we heard about or anything. And like, Annie came all the way to her office to be like, aha. I have this letter, this this thank you note that I'm writing to you is to call you out on what you've done. Yep. Megan says, Emma, oh wow, this video hurt to watch. So manipulative of so many people, you didn't even apologize to Annie. She didn't. Tsk, tsk, tsk. Not Emma approved behavior. You'll look back and realize. Yep. Too true. Caroline says, one, Annie, finally. I'm glad she called Emma out on her mistake. Typical Emma response. Two, Emma, for once, try not being rude to Knightley. It hurt to see you call him boring all the time. And three, oh yes, that Christmas party is indeed going to rock. Just not in the way you're hoping. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, she does call Knightley boring a lot <laughs> throughout the show. Yeah. The Christmas party will be next and we'll see whether or not Emma's matchmaking skills are actually going to work. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. approved.